There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Okay, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. To reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. Here's the thing. Information is power. Information is money. Literally, the currency of today's world of, of entrepreneurship is information. And if you could bring all of the, your, the information about your business into one dashboard, this is incredibly valuable. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of the truth about your business. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. This is so valuable. You just hit a button and you can see all the information about your business instead of having to like call five different departments and get all these emails and put it all together and make sense of it. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash james. netsuite.com slash james. netsuite.com slash james. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is The James Altucher Show. This is going to be an episode of I Was Wrong. Now, I'm very James, rarely wrong. you were wrong? Very rarely. Don't mm, yeah, almost never. make fun of me. Almost never. Almost never. <laughs> almost almost never. Almost yeah. never. For people listening, they're being completely sarcastic because... I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> but, well, at least according to Robin, I'm wrong on everything. No. But, no. I, and Jay, I'm wrong about anything relating to podcasts. Uh, not really. But we've only, done, we've only done one episode of I Was Wrong, and it was yeah. about home ownership. Yep. And it's not quite that I was wrong, but I'll let people listen to that episode. Jay, maybe you could, if there's show notes or something, you could link to that episode. Yeah. And this this episode is about college education. So yes. just a little bit of history. In 2005, I wrote an article for the Financial Times. I had a regular column in the Financial Times, which is that pink newspaper from England. It's actually a, good, a pretty good newspaper because I feel like they get into more substantial. It's not just like, here's what Apple's earnings were. They specifically encouraged me to write as 
insanely as possible. In fact, my first few articles were a little too sane. Like I just sort of, hey, here's what stocks I like. And the editor-in-chief, Lionel Barber, he recently retired being editor-in-chief. Actually, it was a few years ago, pre-COVID. But um, he he brought me into the office and he said, if you write more columns like this, we're going to have to get rid of you. We specifically want you to write the most insane stuff. Like that's what we want you to do. What is insane stuff? Well, just not the usual like boring things that everybody writes about. So for instance, I wrote an article, uh, nobody should send their kids to college. Right. And at the time, this was like sacrilege. Like now <laughs> I feel it's a conversation that parents yeah. have with their kids. But then basically every kid had to go to college or you felt horribly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would tell my kids, well, they were very young then, but later, cause I, I wrote about this not only in 2005, but for the 17 years since then. But I remember when I wrote that article, people were sending me hate mail on, I, I did a video on Yahoo finance. There were 10,000 comments just, just saying, Oh, easy for him to say he went to college. And, and, and I would try to respond like, that's why I know that it's not worth it. Cause I went, if, if I didn't go, I wouldn't know that it wasn't worth it. And this, this one blog, uh, tore me apart. It was, it was two professors arguing that, that how bad I was. And one time actually I gave a talk. I was invited to give a talk at the Cornell, the Cornell club in New York. It's where alumni go. And it was me and the head, the, the head of the department of computer science at Cornell, which is the department I graduated from. Um, the, the head of education in New York state was there. And everybody's giving us these glowing talks about education and Cornell. And I went up there and said, my computer science degree was worthless and you don't, nobody should send their kids to college. Do you get boo? I, I, yeah. Everybody after that, <laughs> who spoke after that said something, not about anything I said, just how it just said something about me. <laughs> like Everyone it was, all, was probably really quiet. Well, and then no, there was Q and a afterwards. And none of the Q and A people asked me any question. <laughs> like they completely ignored me. Everybody ignored me after oh, that. Even no. the people who invited me to give the talk, they like just sort of left without shaking <laughs> my hand and saying thank you. And and they never asked me back there again. Even though I'm an alum, I'm a prestigious alumni from from that school. But I also lost friends. And this is this is part of the problem. This is part of why I was wrong. But I'll get to that in a second. I don't necessarily think I my my opinions are largely the same, but they're a little bit more nuanced than they were before. But I think the facts have stayed the same. So by the way, I wrote a book, I think it was in 2012, uh, 40 Alternatives to College. For a while, it was the number one book on Amazon under the category of college education. And a lot of things have happened since 2005 that have just confirmed what I've uh, said. So back in 2005, I said that tuitions have risen faster than inflation every single year since 1977. So since 2005, tuitions have gone up faster than inflation every single year since 2005. And actually it's not since 1977, it's since 1965. So, <laughs> so I, I have a question. Why does it start on 2005? Like, I don't know if you look into this or, or, or is it just No, no, because... it didn't start in 2005. It started when student loans started getting backed by the U.S. government. Right. So, because basically, you know, kids, 
under the age of 25, your prefrontal cortex is not fully formed. Yes. And that's the part of your brain that helps you manage risk. And so kids, they don't know. The 18-year-old, they take out this $200,000 loan to go to college and the parents can't say, believe me, as a parent, you can't say anything. If a kid wants to go to college, they're going to college. Like they, it's hard to say no. I mean, I guess I could have said no, but. I mean, they will hate you for life, you know? They would have hated me for life. Yeah. And, you know, also fewer people need a college degree now to get a job. Mm -hmm. So it used to be the big, like the big reason my kids would give, you know, there's always a good reason and a real reason with kids. So they give, they would give me a good reason. Like, oh, you can get a job if you have a college degree. Or even if I want to be like an artist or a writer, I'll have something to fall back on. There's always, they always use that phrase. I'll have something to fall back on if I have a college degree. And let's not forget, there's nothing to fall back on. 55 million people were laid off in the first few months of COVID. 55, half the workforce of the United States was laid off. So there's no, there's no safety in a, in a job. Like that's the biggest myth of, of jobs. The other thing is there's all these reports like Georgetown did this study where they actually mentioned me. They, they, they mentioned me as a fool basically. And they did this study that showed that over a 30 year period, people with college degrees make more than people without college degrees. Their statistics were somewhat correct, but their articles were in around 2010 or 2006, I forget, something somewhere in there. 30 year period, that starts in 1976. So whatever happened in 1976 doesn't apply now. There was no gig economy, there was no internet, mm -hmm. there was yeah. no multiple streams of income. There's people, no crypto. People, there was no crypto. People got, did go to college and get a job based on their college degree. Now, let me see, I have all sorts of statistics. We'll get to them in a second. Let's go. So for, first off, I just want to mention though, there are alternatives to college. Like Google, you know, offers these career certificates. Like you could get a Google data analytics professional certificate. And Google has connections with 140 different companies that will, the companies that will acknowledge these Google certificates and give people jobs. 82% of the people who have gone through Google's professional certificate program have gotten jobs. Just, just wow. as good as like, and, and, and by the way, the average starting salary, 69,000. Wow. So, and 57% and of people who go through Google certificate program do not have college degrees. 59%, right. sorry. Wow. Now, guess what the average starting salary is for a college graduate? Uh, 50? 55,000. Yes. So, so less than someone who goes through, now guess how much Google's certificate program costs? $150? It's <laughs> close, <laughs> close, $39 a month after a free trial. And, Wait, and let me see how, how long. long? Um, well, it would be one thing if it was 6,000 months, then you're in trouble. <laughs> but I mean, $150 sounds, sounds like I don't what? know, it's like a it year or two. Yeah, a year. So like 30 times 12, it's like 360. And, and, and people will say like, well, what, I don't, what if I don't want to do, what if I don't want to do a Google, like, you know, their certificate programs are in things like data analytics, right. UX design, IT support, IT automation. And people could say, well, what if I don't want to do those things? 
well, then you're probably not going to get a job even if you go to college. <laughs> so like if you major in like, you know, uh, I don't know, anything with the word studies in it, you're probably not going to get a job afterwards. Yeah. And like, I mean, Jay, Jay, what did you major in? I majored in recording art. Right. I majored, knew what I wanted to do when I was 15. So you, I you, only focus on three subjects. Yeah, so you you specifically studied something that you wanted to get a job in, and now, yes. you, by the way, you you do do recording, but you're also a podcast producer. You do you're you're speaking at podcast conferences about not only the how do you do a recor recording, but you book the guests, you find the guests in many cases. So all the guests approach you because they know I don't return emails, <laughs> and yes, so you're you 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 you've done more than what you studied for. So something like. Something like 80% of people don't do for a job what yeah. they studied for in college. And also, like, they never ask for my, my certificates. I'm pretty sure the last time I interviewed for a studio, they just look at my resume. And then they, I don't think they even look at my resume. They just ask me, what, what do I do? What have I done? What console do I use for how long? And that's it. I was an intern. Well, and I don't have any data on this, but after the first job, no one cares what your degree yeah, was. They I just want to know so. what you did. So yeah. and but but let's also look at some other facts. These are these were the big. Pro I'll tell the problems, but then I'll say I was wrong about something. So I will I I, I will acknowledge that. But uh, here's the problem: forty four million Americans now have student debt, and and the, and the total amount of student debt is one point five trillion dollars. There's no way. Like there's been all these rumors. Oh. You know, Congress is going to forgive student loan debt. Biden's going to forgive student loan debt. They're not going to forgive one point five trillion dollars right. when there's all these worries about inflation right now. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because these, you know, the average salary for a plumber is seventy four thousand dollars. Okay, and many plumbers don't have a college degrees, right? So they don't have student loan debt. I just said what the average starting salary is for a college graduate is fifty five thousand dollars, but if they have hundred thousand dollars in debt, then they're never going to pay that down. It's really crippling. So a lot of people, because of their their student loan debt, they have to delay things like marriage and owning a home and and having kids. They live with their parents. You know, student loan. So I'm reading this right now. Student loan debt it delays retirement savings. So student loan borrowers, they were asked, "What what don't you spend on?" Forty one percent say they can't do any saving because of it all goes to the debt. They can't, 40% say they can't buy a car. 29% say they can't buy a home. 15% say they can't marry. I guess, you know, they're willing to be broke and married, but you know, they don't want to be right. broke and buy a car. Uh, <laughs> Jay, by the way, congratulations on buying your first car. What, what kind of car are you getting? I haven't buy a car. I would literally just go there and see it. And then uh, it's just way too expensive. So I'm like, uh. Because do you have yeah. student loan debt? That's that why you're not doing it? No, it's just that like uh, it doesn't justify me paying like seventy six grand for a car that was supposed to cost fifty two grand. So they mark up ten thousand dollars. Really? So this is this is wow. yep. This is an interesting statistic. So since student loan debt became a thing, since the government started backing student loan debt, like right now today, less than fifty percent of women and less than thirty percent of men have passed what's called the transition to adulthood milestones by age 30. So the tra transition to adulthood milestones uh, are finishing school, moving out of their parents' home, being financially independent, marrying, and having children. In 1960, 
77% of women and 65% of men had completed those milestones by age 30. Now, some of that's not because of college. Some of that is just culturally, people right. don't have kids as, as early and so on. But a lot of that is due to people postponing things because of student loan debt. And now, and again, many college graduates don't do jobs r related to their college degree. For instance, 16,000 parking lot attendants have college degrees. 115,000 janitors have college degrees. 15% of taxi drivers have college degrees. 85% of college freshmen say they attended college to be able to get a better job. That's just BS. So, uh, you know, and again, I think that's a good reason that people say, but the reality is people go to college because they don't want to enter the real world yet. And you have, go to lots of parties and you have a good time and... Yeah, and it's also a cultural thing, I believe. I mean, now Americans are a little bit different. Like in Malaysia, in Asia, like once you graduated from secondary school, what is equivalent of high school, we, ha we have to go to college. Like every time my mom asked, like when I, was, when I graduated, my, my mom always asked me, are you going to be a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer? Like these three things that which, you know, I have to go to college for. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, in a lot of countries, I think it's like Japan and so on, yeah. it's expected you go to school or else yes. you're considered like a loser. And yeah. in the United States, it was like that. But I think the conversation, it's still largely like that now, but I think the conversation is at least applicable because people saw how many people were laid off during the right. Great Recession in 2008, mm -hmm. 2009, how little loyalty companies had. And then again, in 2020, companies had zero loyalty. Right. Everyone was fired. And then, you know, back in, I think it was 2015 or 2014, I did a little bit of consulting for LinkedIn. And I remember asking them, how many of your, you know, LinkedIn, everybody searches for jobs. And I asked them how many job searches are related to the gig economy. And, you know, the gig economy are things like web design or being an Uber driver or, uh, uh, you know, some kind of software data thing. And I don't know, there's lots of gig economy stuff. We've done a ton of podcasts about that. And they said it's so small, it's inconsequential. But they said it is growing. And, and it's still growing. So, so right now, the gig economy, a few years ago, pre-COVID, it was $200 billion. Now it's $450 billion. That's wow. how big the gig uh, economy is. And wow. that's just in a few years. It's growing 17% a year. I mean- hmm. If you think about it, if the economy were to grow 17% a year, everyone would freak out because that would mean there's too much inflation. The, the U.S. economy grows about 2% a year, but the gig part of the U.S. economy is growing 17% a year. And with good reason, because the IRS says in order, you know, most multimillionaires have on average uh, five different sources of income. And if you have a job, you only have one source of income. So the gig economy gives you multiple sources of income. And, you know, you could choose your lifestyle, which is very important to people. Like younger people want to work remote or they want to work at locations that they love. And uh, Atlanta. Exactly. Well, <laughs> uh, the, the average plumber in Atlanta, that's where I, the statistic I was using makes $74,000. Wow. Wow. So, Well, with the internet, I think that changed a lot of things because okay. before, you know, you'd have to learn things in school, but now you're able to do it at home and online. So, I mean, I think that plays a huge role in, in the change right now. Yeah, the, the way people learn. I mean, just yeah. compare, like, a plumber 
owns makes seventy four thousand. And by the way, Plumber has a, a hard job, so I'm not dissing plumbers at all. They have a hard job. They should get paid a lot. So the average bachelor's degree uh, person makes sixty four thousand eight hundred ninety six dollars. So, and and the plumber most likely doesn't have student loan debt. And so, okay, why is student loan debt so bad? Well, again, I mentioned how kids. They don't really know how to assess risks. They like I, I once went on the NYU campus and I interviewed every kid I could find, and basically, uh, every I said, "How are you going to pay your student loan?" I asked everybody what their student loan debt was and how they're going to pay it back. And like one kid I talked to said he's working in an eyeglass store part time and he'd probably work there full time because it's the only job where he could consistently, you know. Hmm. pay pay back the debt. Another uh, uh, woman I spoke to said she was going to hopefully get a job at MTV. And I said, well, why? And, and then she would pay back her debt. And her debt was about $200,000. And I said, well, what kind, what kind of salary could you make at MTV? And she said, well, I'm hoping to make like $55,000 and hmm. or $50,000. There's no way to pay it back because 30% or so goes to taxes, particularly in New York City. And you know, a, a, an apartment is like a studio apartment is fifteen hundred a month. How is she going to pay back her her Wait, debt in in New York City? Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, you were paying yeah, twenty seven hundred. I was, pay, I was pay, paying twenty seven hundred for, for like the worst apartment in the city. <laughs> not worse, but like in a love. And then uh, I just left, and uh, I asked the listing agent how much he's gonna up the price for, at least the price for. She said like we'll try thirty five hundred dollars and see. You know, thirty five hundred dollars, and how, how many square feet was it? It's seven hundred and fifty. It's a one seven, bedroom, right? One seven hundred square feet. It's like a loft. So the average person with a bachelor's degree makes twelve hundred dollars a week before taxes. So let's say yeah. eight hundred dollars a week after taxes. So mm-hmm. they have to, they would have to spend their whole salary to live in New York City, and then, yeah. and then they have to borrow money from their parents. That's that's no way you can live by yourself unless you have a uh, you have a roommate or you yeah, have, or or you know? four. Roommates. Well, well, when I yeah. first off, when I first moved to New York City, I had student loan debt, and I, in order to live in New York City, I had to basically live in a one-room apartment that was probably much smaller, like seven hundred fifty square feet was probably a palace, and I had a roommate, so I was on a futon, and he was on the sofa, and the shower constantly ran; it couldn't turn off, oh, no. and oh, my God. the kitchen was gross. And anyway, and then I, I don't know what the deal was. I think he found a key to an apartment and we were living there because no one else was. And then one day at three in the morning, he's like, he walks in and said, come on, come on. You got to pack right now. We got to get out of here. Oh, no. And, oh, what? And that's you were when we squatting. Moved out. And I had the flu then as well. Yeah, we were, we were I don't know what was going on. Oh, but no. Squatter. Oh, my God. I have to say, Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm going to watch some rocket launches. I'm going to, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, 
I always realized, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb, I could be making money on that right now by hosting and, and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there. And it's an e- it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The famous Abraham Lincoln quote says, good things come to those who wait. I wonder, did he really say that? Jay, did he really say that? Can you look that up? Regardless of who said it, that's only part of the quote. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Well, if you're a business owner and want the best people on your team, the same applies. And listen, I've interviewed 1,500 people now and a lot of entrepreneurs. I can safely say the one thing consistent among all entrepreneurs and CEOs, the the successful ones, is that it's all about the people you surround yourself. You, if you hire well, you're going to have a great business. And, you know, thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring. So you find qualified candidates fast. This is so important, and I, I want you to try it. You could try it as a potential employer or employee. You could try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I will tell you that I signed up on ZipRecruiter as a potential employee. You know, I just wanted to see how it works. And right away, it started matching me with really amazing potential employers. So give it a try at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So the other problem, though, with the government guaranteeing, you know, student loan debt is the one kind of debt you can't get rid of in a bankruptcy. And uh, you used to be able to, but now you can't. And so that means even if you go bankrupt, you still owe your student loan debt. Everything else goes away. Now, um, except the IRS. Uh, is that true? Student loans and IRS. That's probably true. So what happens with the government is the government pays your tuition and then you owe the government money. So college presidents know they're going to get paid. So the college president says, yeah, we'll raise, we'll raise the tuition because I know I'm going to get paid. As long as people go to college... I'm going to get paid. So, cause the government pays, not the, not the students, the government pays for everybody who they lend money to the 1.5 trillion in student loan debt all went into the college campuses. And so that's why they can just keep raising the tuition. Cause the students don't care. The college presidents don't care. The government doesn't care because they're stupid. Anyway, this is problem. Number one with college problem. Number two is you spend four years, not really studying what you want to do with your life. You're spending four years learning things, but you're not necessarily studying what you're gonna, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about, what you're gonna do for a living. 
It's not adding to your skills. You know, guess what major make, earns the less? I just looked it up. Uh, okay, is it business? No, anything in the humanities, which is like the <laughs> bulk of- arts. <laughs> yeah, which is the bulk of, of college graduates. Does, so, does, it, does it also include gender study? Anything with the word studies in it is a guaranteed. <laughs> you you probably won't even get a job if you have the word studies right. in your degree. This is this is what I confused about the most. Like you're eighteen, right? Well, you graduated at eighteen or whatever, high school, whatever. How do you know what field you want to go into? Do you just like do you just like I want to be well, a that's a very good study, point. You know, so that's why I like this Google certificate program. But here's what I would do if I was if I was a 18 year old right now. But like and the I, Google certificate is only for like one particular position, yeah, right? Right. So, so, but okay. What, so, what here's what I would wanna, do. Okay. Here's what I would do. I would go to Coursera, which is a great um, online learning site, and I would take courses in a bunch of different subjects. Maybe I would take even 100 courses, same number of courses I would take in college, but it's faster, it's more immersive, and there's actually more diversity of what your choices are. You could take a course on anything. So there's so many courses of Coursera. In fact, Google certificates are are hosted by Coursera. But there's oh, other really? there's other online sites too, like you know Skillshare and Teachable and Highbrow and Code Academy and yeah. Um, and they're not all technical. Like I'm I'm gonna look at Coursera right now. Uh, but I think see. a lot of the good part about universities, I think, is you know the socializing and you know meeting people, meeting kids. That you know, maybe, but, but I agree, and that's the other reason everybody gives. But do you really think an eight, like, like Robin, take your daughter for instance, who's in college right now? Do you really think at the age of nineteen she would have a problem socializing? Like she would just if if she wasn't forced to go to college, she she would just not stay in her room all day and not socialize with anybody. Well. No, but I mean, I feel like it's a place where, you know, they can, um, you know, try new things, try different studies, you know, meet kids that are there uh, that maybe have the same, you know, uh, likes. I don't know. I, I just feel like they aren't uh, that old yet. You know, they're 18, 19. They don't really know what they want to do. And yeah, I guess a lot of kids, they, they do party and they do all that stuff, but there are a lot of kids that don't and they really get a lot out of it. So I think it's very nuanced. It depends on the, the kid, you know? And, you know, some kids just don't like the environment and some really do yeah. like the environment. Oh, oh, so Okay, so is it worth like anywhere between fifty and $200,000 to make friends? Like, is that the cost of making friends well, when you're 19? Well, it wouldn't be just for friends, but it's it's also, you know, living away, living on your own, um, dealing with roommates um, in a more controlled setting. Uh, it's being just more responsible in certain things. So it's it's sort of a gateway to, you know, adulthood. Yeah, it's, I agree. The shame is, is that A, so, so basically, so this is where I was wrong, is that I just assumed because there was any problems with the college degree that all college degrees were bad, that it was just bad to get one. So, the, and the two main problems that I've mentioned are the costs and the, the fact that um, you don't really learn. It, it takes four years. And so that's four years where you could have been learning something you're, you're really passionate about 
and even exploring at, at different cheap for with cheaper alternatives, what you're passionate about. So it's almost like takes you out of action for four years when right. you could have been putting that to productive use and not getting into debt and maybe even starting to make money. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, uh, I think colleges and university, they made it pretty hard for you to change uh, your major. Right? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. But like, yeah, you're right. Like if I go to Coursera, one day I could take a course exploring Beethoven's piano sonatas. And the next day I could take a course on artificial intelligence. The next day I could take a course on create an Instagram post on Adobe Photoshop. So like there's thousands of courses here that are very specific and could be or are much more likely to be I could pick and choose what I'm interested in as opposed to just being forced to take three years of Spanish or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's a course. Uh, it's just it's foundations of positive psychology and work smarter, not harder, time management for personal development. You know, what, that like, mm-hmm. you know what is kind of crazy, though, that I, I do agree uh, about is the, you know, you, you find like, let's say, you know, a top university that's 70000 a year. But then there's this third-tier university that's the same price. You know what yeah. I mean? Like one and of it's our like, kids. Why are you like? I can understand if you're going to a, you know one of the top universities, maybe. But if you're going to one that's not that great, but still paying the same amount that you would going to. Yeah, and look, there's a difference in price between public schools run by the state or still private all schools. So high, it's crazy. Yeah. But like, like for instance, uh, one of our kids went to a school for a while that was the exact same tuition as Harvard. And this what? school, if I name the school, you will have never heard of it. It's not a good school, basically. Uh, it was the most depressing campus. M- what my kid wanted to major in, they didn't even have courses in it. And it was horrible. And so... Why did uh, she even go? Because she thought... All her friends were going, so she had to go. Uh, and, you know, she kids don't think. And then if you say no, and so, okay. So here's where I was wrong. First off, Robin, like you said earlier, some people really enjoy college, really benefit from it. And for better or for worse, they're willing to go into the debt. They're aware of it. Or maybe their parents are paying for it. And it's unfortunate that it's, you know, the wealthier kids remain wealthier because they go to college and marry people who went to college and they're, you know, the, 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 the most wealthy ones don't have the issues of student loan debt. So their kids probably won't have those issues. And, and that kind of increases the gap between the haves and the have nots. But the reality is I do know people who loved college so much. They loved studying philosophy and literature and, and they're writers now. Um, I mean, I basically, there's one friend of mine, she wrote a great book called Being Wrong, actually, and she's a writer now for The New Yorker. And I remember when she got her job at The New Yorker, she she wrote me and said, if I didn't go to university, I never would have got this job. And that's the last time she spoke to me. <laughs> so uh, a very smart person. Um, I highly recommend her book. It's called Being Wrong. And Probably it was about me, but, <laughs> uh, but no, it does I, open I, doors. I mean, especially uh, again, talking about the top universities, I mean, it really does open doors for you and they do have a great network, you know, a uh, community within those universities. I think that's right. It, it is what you make of it. Right. So it didn't open doors for me, but I'm not 
I wasn't really a good networker. And uh, your but, network, but like if it, your network, what did what do they say then? Your network is your net worth. But I built my network later. Like what happens is after you have a couple of jobs, you do things for people that create value in their lives. And that becomes your real network. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the kids you partied with when you were 18 years old. Sure. It's the people you made money for when right. you were 30 years old, when you were 40 years old. It was the people who right. you helped, you know, get their jobs done and, and make money and get rich or whatever. And that becomes your real network because right. those people will will kill for you, hopefully. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I, I don't know if they, I want them to kill for me, but... Yeah. Uh, it is very nuanced, though. I mean, I think it's, it's uh, each person needs to make this own uh, choice. Yeah. I mean, and there's some things, uh, jobs that you need, uh, you know, a college degree, you know. Well, well, like you legally, not, like a lawyer or a doctor. A doctor or, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean qu quite honestly, system. again, like I've actually done consulting for law firms on the law. Like you could learn things on the job, but the system is set up. So legally you're required to go to law school in almost every state. And, uh, if you're a doctor in particular, someone once asked me, would you rather, um, you get brain surgery from someone who graduated from Harvard medical school, or you get brain surgery from someone who didn't have a medical degree. And I thought this was like, not an interesting question. And this was a very smart person. Like she was working for Bloomberg, the mayor at the time. And she was asking me this, and I said, I would rather get brain surgery from someone who's done a lot of brain surgeries. <laughs> so that's really it. Like, I don't care where they went to school. I just want to know that people lived when right. they gave brain surgery. So they, whether they got it as an apprentice or, you know, learn in some way, that's your my reputation. only criteria. Your reputation is what's most important. Yeah, and I guess a college degree is a shortcut for that. Oh, this yeah. person went to Harvard, so they probably have a good reputation. They worked hard. They got it, yeah. You know who, would, who I would take the medical advice from? Me. Someone from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always take my medical advice from people on Twitter, particularly when I'm like like having a big painful problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on Twitter, right? Like WebMD a little bit. Like, hey, like if I, I have, feel this, 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 this. If I have a rash in unusual <laughs> places, I'll go to Twitter. Yes. That's where I'm going to meet my people. Yes. It's social media. It's social. I know. Twitter. So, that like, would be but, funny though if you did something like that. <laughs> you know, it would be even funnier if they actually have, uh, what if like Twitter, after Elon Musk bought Twitter uh, and then they put out this like a Google certificate, it's like Twitter certified yeah. you know, doctor <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. I yeah. They, if they, you tweet so many that. times, you, you become know, right? a doctor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, like Robin said, you know, they will look at everyone's well, tweet, you know, like, oh, how much time, how much have wait, you Wait, a couple of years medical? ago, we did do a podcast about uh, uh, people who crowdsource their medical problems. There was a, there's a website that does it. Oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah, that. And I, remember and, and I that signed too. up that for is it cool. too. Oh yeah, you, nobody, yeah, yeah, you did. Nobody, nobody used asked you my questions? advice. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I don't even remember the I, name. I don't. Yeah, that was. You that was probably have a bunch of patients waiting for you. That was at the height of the pandemic. I remember. Yeah, and I was into it. I was like commenting on every and then and then as people like your advice, you get promoted to the highest level you could be without having right. a medical degree. Unfortunately, I never got promoted. <laughs> but my life dream then was to be like almost a doctor on this site. <laughs> and, and in a big malpractice suit. But but Slapped I will say, you. no, uh, your, no malpractice was oh, allowed. Oh. They prevented that. So I will say though, I was wrong because I do think 
if you're aware of all the issues and you really want to go, here's a little what happened to me. I majored in computer science and as an undergrad, but then when I went to grad school for computer science, I lost interest in it and I became obsessed with writing. I wanted to write a novel. And so I was writing all the time, which is the reason why I was ultimately thrown out of graduate school. <laughs> I was writing all the time and I was reading all the time. So all the books that maybe I could have read in college, I, I was reading like a book a day just to catch up to what I thought a good writer should read. And so I was reading hundreds or even like a thousand, thousands of books during this period. And, you know, I could have started that process in college if I had majored in creative writing, for instance. But the, other, the flip side of that is you look at all the people who graduate from masters of fine arts programs in creative writing. I could tell you the plot of every single book. It's the plot is a failed writer who's now a professor at a small liberal arts college has an affair with one of their students and their life goes crazy. That's the plot of every single person who got a master's degree in creative writing. That's the plot of their first novel and their second and third novel. Oh my God. And, and so, I'm so I swear to God, like anybody who goes to get it will agree with me who, who anybody who goes to a creative writing program will agree with me. That's the plot of every novel from, from people who graduate those. Cause you don't have any experience. You don't get new experience to write. You have to, you have to live life. You can't just live on like college campuses are great. Like when we go visit like Lily, for instance, at her campus, it's like fantasy land. I want to live yeah. on a college campus. It's like like I want to be a professor there. Yeah. It's like Hogwarts. It's amazing. And so that's the other thing too. I have to say I was wrong because I wrote in one of these articles, I would never, ever send my kids to college. I swear I will never send them. And at least one, two, three of my kids out of five <laughs> have either have gone, two of them are in college now and one of them graduated college, but I didn't know him when he started college. Maybe he would have done differently then. Um, one of my kids, the one who was most forceful about wanting to go, she left college after two years and I'm very proud of her and she makes good money now. She would have been like a senior last year, I guess. She makes good money and life is good for her. And nobody ever asks her if she has a college degree. By the way, yeah. does she have a great job? Is she the CEO of a company? No, she's 24 years old. She has the same crappy jobs everyone else has, but no one but asks her happy. if she has a college degree. Yeah, and she's super happy. And, and you know what? That, I, I just found this out. Like, you know, you can sign up to be a board member of any company. I think LinkedIn has this uh, services. It's called Cloud uh, Board or whatever. Like you can sign up for it and then they will pair you with like any company and then you can be their board member. Well, let me, that, that's almost yeah. going to be a, worthy of another podcast. <laughs> yeah. What? Why? Because that's pretty cool. Because I used yeah. to want to be a board member of companies <laughs> because you get stock and you get, yeah. sometimes you get paid. It is the worst thing in the world. It took Wait, me what? years really? to get out of all my board commitments. <laughs> I, 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 in 2013, I swore I was never going to be a board member of any company again. It, and it took me like four years to get out of all my commitments. But what? that was- I mean, it, I felt like it's so it's, cool though. It's like, I'm the board member. You have to listen to me. Yeah, you but know? okay. But let's say the company, let's say the CEO was stealing money from the company and then the company goes bankrupt because of that. And now the CEO disappears and all the investors and shareholders have to sue someone, so they oh, sue shit. the board. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! And so, and then you, you have go a to these law. Responsibility. And then you go to these law firms where, um, 
like there's a lawyer who's getting who's charging 600 bucks an hour and he brings along like as an associate like i remember i'm sitting in there in the law firm it's it's like the the lawyer's name was was brian and he kept saying you know matt what do you think of this and matt would keep saying my name's bill and, <laughs> and bill was charging 450 an hour and what happens is I didn't pay the money. You boards take out millions of dollars worth of board insurance. So insurance companies pay it. So, and the law firms know that. So they just, they don't care. They keep the case going. I just got a message. This was a company I was on the board of in 2011. I just got a message a few weeks ago. The case is finally over. What? Wow. Yeah. That's and I, I, I wrote back to them. I haven't heard from you guys in eight years. <laughs> I didn't even know the case was going on. <laughs> And they said, "Yeah, it was just it was stuck in the courts, quote unquote." Oh dear! Is that the one that is that the one that you you talk about in Wall Street Insane episode two? No, no, that's I should probably talk about it in the, in our Wall Street Insane series because that was insane that company. So <laughs> a billion in revenues and it went bankrupt overnight. <laughs> Jeez, it's crazy! And I was so proud of it too. And the stock oh. was doing well, and I had a lot of stock, and oh, it was awful. I went broke. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mère and mère somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. So anyway, where I was wrong was I do agree that A, for me, it's hard to say no to my kids. And when they all really wanted to go to college, they were all willing to borrow money. But of course... I paid for it. I, I was stupid and I should have made them more responsible for it, but whatever. And I couldn't say no. I figured, look, at some point in their 20s, they're going to have real serious issues, much more serious than college. And I want to be there for that. I want them to come to me then with their problems. And I was worried they wouldn't if I if they hated me for not sending them to college. So A, I didn't follow my own advice, which you should never do if you give advice. And B, I do think of the two problems, Robin, you're right. Maybe some kids do better in a college environment. And despite the costs, their lives are better for going to college because they meet people who are mm -hmm. interested in the same things as them, come from, you know, it's the last time they get to mm -hmm. really directly meet lots of people who are like them. And maybe they want to do that one last yeah. time. And, and, you know, I don't believe in the networking thing because, I again, I do think you get your network from the value you bring to your first few jobs. But it's... Um, I mean, you have to have something behind it. You know, when you... Like with Lily, she's able to get into these fellowships in the summer and she's meeting great people. And, and it's amazing, but it is through her school. Uh, but she does, you know, she has the opportunity to do it, but she has to show 
her ability to do these well. I mean, like they're not going to have her back or they're not going to, it's not going to do any good if she doesn't work hard and performs. And she's one that is, you know, that's all she's doing is, is focusing on that. I've seen her really blossom in, in college. My, uh, you know, we have another daughter who, uh, she's, she's a great writer. I have to say this one daughter is, is, much better writer than I was at that age. And I'm very critical. I, I don't hold back on, on this stuff. I would tell her. And she's majoring in creative writing. And I'm like, why do you have to go to college for this? You're, you already know more than the other kids. Like you're, you're a good writer. And, and she never spends any time at all on the campus. She loves her job. She's, she's a wait, she's a vegetarian and she's a waitress at a, a vegan rest, like the, one of the most well-known vegan restaurants in New York city. And, and she loves the people she works with. She loves her job. She has so much money saved and she's only 19. I, when I was 19. They're 20. And, they, they turned 20. Oh yeah, they turned 20. I forget. <laughs> uh, when I was 20, I had no money saved. When I was 27, I had no money saved. I think the first time I saved any money, I was 30. <laughs> and these kids now have <laughs> savings. They and by do. the way, I worked. I, I worked five different jobs when I went to campus. Like I paid for everything in my college education. I paid for my living. I paid for my tuition. I did. That's every, why you didn't I took have out any loans. money saved. Uh, well, I, I, I didn't, I never really paid my, I only started paying my debt back when I had money. Yeah. So I was, I owed interest. Um, mm. They were going after me as they do. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little more forgiving now of people who argue for college, but I do think it's a real scam what the government did with backing student loans. It, it created more income inequality among people. It made college presidents rich. I mean, college presidents make mm-hmm. millions a year because of the tuitions paid. Mm-hmm. And, and it just inflated the importance of college. Like there should be more electricians. There should be more plumbers. There should be more car yeah. mechanics. I think that's happening now. Honestly. I think it is too. Well, and also there's great. more acceptance of not getting a college degree. These Google certificate yeah. programs, Google, one of the smartest companies out there really led the way with having on, you know, creating an alternative to college. And there's so many great online learning programs. So that's, that's my whole college thing. Robin, what, what, you know, hmm. can I say like you didn't I go, didn't to, go college, to college nope. and, and you've been, but you had a very successful business in your twenties you had right. a, a huge, huge business, which, which you did well with, and you've been successful. You've lived all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you've traveled everywhere. You're so smart and knowledgeable about so many things, and Aww. you didn't go to college. So, no. And Jay went to college and knows yeah. nothing. I, I was even... Oh. I, I, had, I mean, I've even <laughs> heard this Jay. story before. Like, I was... <laughs> apparently, I was very Victorian. <laughs> And I have no idea what does that mean. Like when they were announcing, I don't even yeah, know what you I just mean, said. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, like I, like I was graduating in a ceremony or whatever, and then they're like, "Very Victorian, J. Yao." Oh, valedictorian! Wow, you were the valedictorian. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that means. I'm like, wait, what is that? Like, did that? Did I did something wrong? So I went up stage, looked confused as hell. I take the shirt, I pose for the picture, and then I start walking down the, the you know the the aisle or whatever. And then I have like five hours later, when I get back home, I have to Google what is valedictorian. Oh, you were no. number one in your class. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I, apparently I was. And I have no idea what that means. 
See, I hired you. I didn't even know that you went to college, and I certainly didn't know that you were <laughs> valedictorian. Yeah. And now you run the whole podcast. Yeah. I, so, uh, yeah. You, by the way, your classmates probably were really grateful that you didn't know what valedictorian was because the worst speeches ever in mankind are valedictorian speeches. So, well, I, so apparently they have to honor students to give speeches, and not me. Maybe they knew. Oh, this Asian guy probably bad at English anyway. You know, maybe. It was, <laughs> but now you it give. Was, now you give speech. Little do they know. Now you give the most widely attended speeches at all the podcast conferences. I know, like thirty people show up. More conferences ask you to give talks now than ask me to give talks. No, no <laughs> conference you don't ask me respond. to give talks anymore. <laughs> ah, because I respond. I yeah. go to. No, I have a speaking agency, and they can't even get me. Speaking <laughs> well, they gig. can't find you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they call me. Find you. That's like, true. Do you know where James, hey, James is? I've got, I use Gary Vaynerchuk's speaking agency. But yeah, yeah. I think... Maybe I should use them too. <laughs> you oh, probably should. You're funny. Uh, so anyway, that's this episode of I Was Wrong. I apologize to all the people who stopped being my friends because I was against college. You know, it's a big cognitive bias. It's a big financial decision you make in your life. You know... But it should be the kids... It should also be the kids' decision because like whatever you do in your life if it, it's going to make you feel better about yourself or uh, I think you should do it. It's, it's a journey. And so, you yeah. know, it's important how people feel about themselves on the inside. So if it takes going to college or if it takes not going to college or making money instead of college, do it because maybe. that's the or most important to, thing, I think. Maybe is, need to, to evaluate what things make you feel good about yourself. Right. So it takes time. Yeah, so it takes time. It does take time. And, and you know, again, we have sent kids to college, so I can't, I can't be so against it because I have kids in college. So people would say, people would say to me, oh, you went to college, so your opinion doesn't count. But that is how I learned that it was worthless to me. But, yeah, you have to skin in the game. Yeah, I had skin in the game. And, and despite the cognitive bias that I had to support college, I was still against it. But because yeah. I saw... So the question what, is, would they still go if, if we didn't pay? I don't know. Well, well, they would have a hard time. I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I felt like if, it, if, if it's a lot cheaper... Then you know you you'll be like yeah just go ahead you know if it's like ten times cheaper or something they probably would go if they could take out debt because again kids don't care about debt they think they're just going to make a million dollars a year afterwards and that solves their debt issues I don't think our kids think that. <laughs> yeah I mean I like know. I'm trying like I'm trying to buy a car and then I'm like I have to take out loan for sixty grand mm -hmm. I'm like I don't know if I want to do that yeah, yeah do that. that's a lot of money for a car just take you know compare what you spend on Uber per month to what your car rent payments would be per month and see yeah. if um, it's more. Because wouldn't you rather have someone else drive you around and it's the same cost? Well, I mean, it's also like it's good to have, uh, you know, like a car so I can drive anywhere I want to. But you don't need a $60,000 car. Uh, definitely not a $60,000 car. Get a nice good old Ford truck. Well, the, that's the thing. Like they, they, they mock up $10,000. Like it wasn't 60000 but like, no, it is because they muck up ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars apparently, because there's no car anywhere apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, used car prices have gone up a lot lately too. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, mm. that's a whole I'm other not, story. So yeah. I we can I have still a whole thing on cars. <laughs> we could do. I was wrong about lots of things, but 
college and housing were things I wrote about quite a bit back then. So, and a lot of people were very upset. And now here I am, I own a home and three of my kids go to college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of a loser. Don't. And two don't. So that's... <laughs> One dropped out. One yeah. dropped out. But the thing is, is I'm like... really proud of her. It, but the thing is, is that they're doing what they want to do and, and we're supporting that. So I feel like we're doing a good job. You know, we're guiding... Yeah. You know, if they they choose to do certain things, I mean, it's like okay, we'll do do it well, and yeah, then as long as they are not breaking the law, right? And 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 they're enjoying it. So, so you have a really low standard, Jay, for your kids. Oh, <laughs> kids, yeah. as, as long, long as, as you don't break the law, you can do whatever you're doing, you're doing <laughs> well. <laughs> You can do whatever you want. His mom and dad never let him do that. As long as your mom and dad never let you murder people. (laughs) No, no. They are like, whatever, whatever you do, just don't touch other people's neck. Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Did they say it in English? Did everybody do it? Did everyone yeah, in your house well, speak English? Well, it, it's, it's going to be, it's in Mandarin, but they do speak English. But, you know, like I'm just translating, in, uh, you know, translating. With, the, with, the, with the accent in there just in case, you know. It, so I kind of want to make my own college and I want to be a professor also because <laughs> that seems like really fun. I've given lots of, any, if any professors out there want me to give a guest lecture in their class, I'm available for free. I've done yes. that quite a bit. Yeah, just as but long just as, as long as you don't say that, it, you know, going to college is not good. Yeah. Oh, I and have also, said that in classes at NYU and Columbia. So now you wonder and, why you're not being called back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe you have a point. <laughs> and also you have to respond to emails, so. though. Yeah. <laughs> I have, uh, uh, let me see, my, un- my unread emails, unread, is 300, in, in my inbox, not spam. Is three hundred seventy-four thousand seven hundred and fourteen. Jesus. Oh Christ. no. I know. I'm right behind don't you. Don't say though. Jesus Christ like that. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Twenty twenty-two. We can't. We can't. We can't say anything that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had to wait until Elon Musk buys Twitter, and then you can say and whatever uh, you yeah, want. We can say whatever we want. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, this was fun. that's it. Go to Thank college. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> it's up to you. Up to you. Yeah. I just feel, break uh, may, maybe like I'm older now. I'm a little bit more like I care less about opinions. I feel like yeah. 17 years is a long time, and I was really felt strongly about it. And now I just don't feel as strongly about things. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. All right, podcast All right. over. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. bye. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission.
Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.